This week on Kettle of Fish, comedian Trent Willie stops by to talk about the crazy shit he talks about. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. Alrighty, welcome to Kettle of Fish. I'm going to have to change this intro because it used to be the show after the show and the talk after the talk and the 20-minute comedy money shot after the two hours of political foreplay. However, there is no more, at least in its current incarnation, um, two hours of political foreplay. Fern, D, we have called it quits on the ignorance equation for a while. <sighs> or indefinitely, I guess, as we move on Sigh to other relief. things. Yeah, you know, I mean, for anybody who's been following us at all, the ignorance equation is where we started. It's um, what we began with, and it went from just a couple of us sitting around and talking about political issues of the day to interviewing all kinds of people who had opinions on politics, um, politicians even, and authors, and you name it. Um, and just like everything else in the world, I think it's time that we evolve. Just like Ghostbusters evolved from this cheesy 80s movie to something that's now politically correct and still just as funny in my eyes, it's time that we yep. evolve too. So, and, yeah. you know, I know some people want to take it personally. This was nothing personal or a no, slight against no, anybody. I just feel like with the whole Trump hate movement, I, I can't even stay unbiased enough. <laughs> To try to run an unbiased show anymore because I'm just so repelled yeah. by what's going on in the Trump movement. And I don't want to have a political discussion, but no. Fern, how do you feel now that we're kind of moving away from that and we're going to try to do something in a different forum? Something lighter and not as Well, I, I mean, you know, this was, this was where I got my feet wet with the ignorance equation. And um, so it's sad. And, you know, there's a little, I'm having some detachment issues, I'm not going to lie. It's it's different when you go from doing something every week and prepping so hard and really putting a lot of passion and drive and energy into it to have it, you know, just kind of go away. But it was, you know, I understand the value and the necessity. So my my friend's sanity is far more important to me than a radio show. And I think that we did good work, and I think that we can continue to do good work just in another arena where everybody's a lot happier, man. It's all about yeah. being happy and your passion, and it's going to create I'm better, write a better product. I'm going to today about voting, and I'm gonna, the first thing our oldest said what, when she heard the news, she's like, I'm so glad because you were always stressed out and aggressive and pissed off. And, I mean, I have total control over my feelings, of course. But it was just very hard to, like, feel relaxed when you're always on edge because you know there's a big, giant battle coming. And we're just not the same country we were almost four years ago when I started this endeavor. We're a totally different country, and people, not also did they not want to sit down at the table. They don't want to hear people, Mm -hmm. I think, anymore of different opinions sitting down at the table. I mean, our numbers showed that. So I I just felt like it was time to stop trying to, like, um, get the defibrillator and bring this fucking Frankenstein monster back to life. I think it's just time to reinvent ourselves and evolve and do something else. And, you know, I haven't closed the door on anybody. I haven't put up any roadblocks. I just want to do something different for my own peace of mind. 
And of course, we still do have everything still there that you have known and loved on TinCan.media. We still have everything else going. We actually have a couple of new things now on TinCan.media. Um, we are working with comedian astrologer Christy Bellick. She is going to have um, some stuff on there called Star Love Astro Chats. And we've also got uh, author Linda Torado coming over with us with uh, The Radical Center. The first episode with Saucy himself is already up and available for listen. And then we are bringing on uh, Unique Norman, who is currently a transplant from Baltimore over to China. So and Odell's sister, my yeah, co-host on yeah, Musical Osmosis. Yeah, that's yeah. So I, I'm actually I started to watch one of her videos, um, and it's it's kind of interesting because um, there's no other way to say this. Um, in a normally rather um, uh, homogenous area racially, she sticks out like a sore thumb. Not in a bad way. She just well, she sticks out like um, like that first red ball you put on the Christmas tree. So my cousin um, Venny, <laughs> something like that. But she, I mean, I love her to pieces, and I cannot wait to see everything she's doing. I think she's actually over there, maybe teaching English. Um, yeah, so she's having a great time, and uh, that is called Uniquely Unica, and that will be up uh, within the next day or two. So definitely, definitely go check that out because it's going to be cool. Right on. All right. Um, Wednesday, we're going to do a musical osmosis show about the Waldorf music scene. Uh, we got lots of other stuff coming up. The schedules are going to be sporadic as we try to restructure our site and the holidays. So just kind of keep looking at the Tin Can Facebook page for updates. Let's get today's guest. Who is today's guest, Dee? Uh, today's guest is the first person I think I've ever seen um, do a bit... A comedy bit, I guess, is what you'd call it, while being forcibly dragged from a venue. That is comedian <laughs> Trenton Willie. I, yeah, I told Fern, I said, don't use the word interview. This is going to be like when we had Vermin Supreme on. This is just going to be a fucking stream of consciousness. So let's get Mr. Trenton I, Willie in here. Trenton, what's up? I just was, I'm on the computer, just posted that I'm on right now. Uh, some flies on this place because it's gross. Um, are you referring to the abortion bit when that guy was uh, wrestling me? Uh, yeah, it looked like you were. Yeah. It looked like he was trying really hard to get you off the microphone, and yet as yeah, up and down like as he went, you just a blow job while I was being sexist, and it was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I'm your wave. I'm your wave. Let yeah. me ask you a question in this heated political environment, where um, Trump comes out and says, you know, air quotes here, locker room talk. And you, the first time ever you have a presidential candidate doing things like Trump is doing. And I know you get a lot of pushback on your comedy because you push a lot of buttons. Is there any kind of line, what do you think, when it comes to comedy? Or is everything like fighting back the dark forces of censorship? Oh, everything is okay. Everything has context, obviously. Um, I Actually, most of my stand-up is just surrealism. I have a few things that are considered controversial, but... Very little. It's mostly me talking in real life because I think we're living in an Orwellian culture. At least we're going towards it if we're not there yet. Um, but no, it's all how you place it in context. And I think we we can go as far back as Shakespeare. But if you want to go to American contemporary shit, I mean, like Lenny Bruce and George Carlin and all that, they like really already 
try to deal with this stuff, but we're we're just regressing backwards now at this point. Amen. And, and, you know, as somebody who's been watching your videos, me and Fern and Dee, and I get what you're doing. I mean, I don't get it totally, which I think is part of the point. But for the folks out there in Kettle Fishland, what's the difference between a regular comedian and a surrealist comedian? Because that's such as yourself, because, I mean, that's like the first time I've ever even heard that term. Well, I try to make people use their imagination to, uh, to think about stories. Like when I talk about... Um, seeing a guy at a bus stop and pulling the yellow street lines off the street and strangling him because he has dolphin skin yarmulke and my glasses frames are made out of time frames. So cops from the past jump out of my glasses and they're trying to arrest me. And it, I go on and on with these weird stories. It's, you can make up this weird story in your head or animation. Like it would, it would work as an animation, but everyone can think and make uh, up their uh, stories as well. Um, my, do something like I have a bit about shadows made out of blood versus people that bleed numbers out of the left eye, and I make up stereotypes on these imaginary creatures. Um, to me, that's a parody on the cat-dog routine, the black, white, gay, straight, man, woman. You know, and people do that kind of dichotomy. Um, so, so that's uh, they're usually kind of metaphor-based, but um, not always. Sometimes they're just imagination. But I do have an, uh, an extreme appreciation for people that do uh, talk about hard subject matters, and that's why I do it in life. Um, <laughs> I really, hold on, I'm going outside. I really do want people to know that uh, people are censoring people very, very much lately. Probably more now than definitely in the 90s. Well, let me backtrack here real quick, because um, when you get up there and do this surrealist, like I said earlier, flow of conscious type thing, what do you say to your detractors that say, look, this guy's just going out there and fucking spouting nonsense. This isn't even a legitimate comedy. This is just some kind of like verbal acid trip. Oh, I get that, but I don't know. Whoever will like it will like it. Whoever doesn't like it won't like it. Um, if you ever laugh at us, I feel... I, uh, I've talked to schizophrenic people and um, laugh just because they say some of the weirdest shit I've ever heard. You know, if you ever see someone on a bus that's talking to himself and you strike up a conversation or whatever, sometimes they'll say the most funniest shit. It's, it's like when you have a really vivid dream and when you wake up the next day, you're like, what the fuck? Oh, right? so like yeah. I did this morning. I can't describe it. It's just fucking, yeah, like this morning. Uh, it's just funny to me. I don't know. Well, I mean, the um, stuff has evolved, too, because I went back and watched several videos of you going all the way back to 2008, which I didn't even know, like, you were out there doing this for that long. Like, oh, are wow. you going in a direction, or are you just kind of, um, just, are you naturally evolving, I guess what I'm trying to ask, or is there some kind of purpose, is there some kind of end game in this whole thing? Um, I'm constantly trying to make the medium creative to me and trying to make it something that I don't see other people do because uh, it's, it's pretty boring right now and a lot of the comedy scene doesn't like me <laughs> but um, the comedy the stand up is pretty you hear people say the exact same shit I came up with a premise where um, you just say shit that you hear all the time without any I, I, didn't, I just wanted it to be kind of punchlines only or Setups, setups and punchlines, but nothing in between, like the bone structure of what a comedy set would be like. So dating's weird. Uh, you guys, uh, 
what's the deal with? I can't right. believe this happened. Like uh, Mad and, Libs, but without the book. Like yeah, and then Mad I, Libs. But I found out there's a comic that's already came up with the same bit. Uh, I think it's 80, what is it, the fuck is his name? He He's uh, Andrew Daly, Andy Daly, I think. But he does it geniusly, and it's like five to ten minutes long at this point, and he destroys with it. Um, I'll send you a link. But, you know, enough people realized to the point where multiple people came up with the same premise, and one of them is a famous dude with albums and whatever. Um, people know that the, the that there's a stale uh, thing where it's not progressing. People just do what they hear other people do. People just adapt an uh, art medium and do what other people do. And that it's not just comedy. That goes the same with film and uh, visual art and er- everything, music. People don't want to think about a medium for themselves. They just want to replicate, I've noticed. I mean, every sure. fucking movie is a replication now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We did, I did a whole thing about that not long ago. Fern, so when you checked out Trenton's comedy at first, are you understanding what he's trying to do, or are you looking at this from the outside like, I don't get what the hell's going on? Honestly, I didn't get it at first. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even I'm I'm not even going to try to placate you and say, "Oh yeah, I understood it 100% because I didn't." I honestly was very entertained just at the the imagination, dude, just like the brain on you to pull some of that stuff together. And once you explain it and you start to really say, "Look, this is what I'm representing," like it really clicks and it is genius in my opinion. And even without understanding the deeper message, just the sets themselves are entertaining. And I'm like, you're talking about blood shadows and people bleeding them numbers from their eyes and trying to steal their face. And he's trying to get you, give your face back and you're two faced. And I like, I mean, I was, I was, I was tripping with it and completely and utterly entertained and blown away by your imagination. I think um, that's a, that's a rare thing for people to really dig that deep to not only put a social connotation to it, but to have the imagination to go there. Cause most people are really short sighted and they can't do that. So I definitely admire that about it. And I think what you do is very cool and very, well, let me get these opinion too, because like when I was young in high school, we used to do this thing called warping each other. And we would try to come up with the, like the most abstract, stupid, nonsensical sentences and just t- and just try to like make each other go duh what uh and that's something that's reminiscent from when I was like in middle school to early high school. D, are you're checking these videos out? Are you getting his comedy as an outsider, or are you just kind of like I don't get what's going on? Well, and I'll tell you, I'll say the same thing I said to Nick the very first time because you know if there's anything I am, it's usually honest. Um, at first, I'm like, dude, this guy's like trying to mess with me. Like, seriously, this is the kind of thing that somebody would do if I was high. They would play this shit and try and mess with my brain because that's exactly what it does. In a good way. No, no, no. In a good way. Um, But people love doing that to me because I'm like. messing with people's brains. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, I'm like, dude, is this guy, like, is he for real? Because I'm like, my brain is just fried right now. Like, I feel like I need to be really stoned to get it. Like, it's above me. Or, or either that, or he's got some really, really good drugs, and he's just not sharing, and that makes me mad. <laughs> I'm not on good drugs. I have a thing I'd like to admit. I'm kind of a celebrity, but I wear human skin. I'm in disguise. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm DMT. There you go. 
That makes sense. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, let me ask you this. I wanted to start the show with this, but of course, there's not going to be any fucking structure in the show talking to you. Um, <laughs> last night, I saw a thing that you played the Union House, but you sent me something else saying you were playing the Steve Allen Theater. Where the hell did you perform last night? Was it both? Was it neither? I'm confused. I did I did the Union, then I went directly to the Steve Allen Theater, but it went to like 4 a.m., and uh, Ron was going to put me on second to last, and he forgot because it was 4 a.m., and then he said he'll just put me on another show. He went, oh, crap. And it was okay. I was pretty inebriated and it was late and I wanted to sleep and I didn't even get into my bed till like 7 a.m. Wow, I appreciate but, you being here. Um, let me hit this other point too because I'm watching this insane performance you're doing, like this 20, 30 minute performance at Moss Tapes HQ in Chicago. And oh, you're just longer than 30 minutes, like an hour or something. Cool, cool, yeah. Well, I probably watched about 30 minutes of it because I know there was just some other stuff in between. And you're yeah. just going on like a fucking tangent. Are are you walking into this with some kind of structure or skeleton of what you want to talk about? Or are you just kind of freestyling, like a freestyling rapper? What's this process going into a performance like that? Um, a lot of people think that everything is stream of consciousness on the spot, but in actuality... A lot of it's pre-written, but it always changes, obviously. I don't stick to the same exact word-for-word verbatim. Uh, I wouldn't do it because that there's no inspiration there. It's boring when you do that. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, Like I said, I just want to make imagination, and I want to have fun. And it's the only reason I live in a city is because of comedy. Wow. And a lot of people... Because fucking living in cities is hard, hard enough. I grew up in like fucking poor woods, Maine. So cities are pretty fucking tough when you don't have finances as much as other people. But people, yeah, I don't know. Um, people do laugh. I, I I can go to a comedy club. I can go to a warehouse show. I can I can make people laugh everywhere I go. I don't always accomplish that, but people get it. Like people who have regular jobs in the suburbs can get it. Like it, it seems weird, but uh, I think it clicks when people see enough of the same shit. They're tired of hearing the same stuff, and they end up uh, liking things that they hear, even if they don't understand why at first. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. Right on. And Fern is a main girl herself, so you guys have a lot in common, right, Fern? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel a main vibe in Trenton's comedy? Like, if you didn't know Trenton was from Maine, if you didn't read that little tidbit, would you have felt that vibe just by watching his comedy? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> like, we don't have, we don't, like, have magnets in our bodies that we can, like, feel another maniac when they're close by or when we talk to him. Uh, you disagree? But he's he's but actually right on point, though. There's a lot of really really small towns there. They're very it's a very depressed state. Actually, economically, they're doing better under their governor. But we're gonna put politics aside, even though that guy's kind of a he's a douchebag. Um, but he has done good things for the state, and economically, they needed it because it is a depressed state. There are a lot of small towns, and there are a lot of people who have not. Um, and you know, I grew up very poor. So, I mean, I know exactly what it's like to, to have to struggle and to, you know, to, to hustle. So to find your niche and to be real and who you are, and that's, that's one tie that is very similar in a lot of people up there, 
is that they're pretty much who they say they are. What you see is what you get. I mean, there are some fake people, but for the most part, people are genuine. Now, you may like it, you may not like it, but you have it there. So, so yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think what you do is awesome. And I figured, I figured you probably would be pretty much who you present. Like, I think that's great. Trent, yeah. do you get an opportunity to go back to Maine and perform? And if you do, what's the response like compared to, say, New York or Chicago or anywhere else? I've only performed once in Maine, actually. And I haven't been to Maine since, like, 2005 or something, which is pretty nuts. Uh, 2006, maybe, actually. Um, so I haven't seen anybody in my family for nine or ten years, except for my dad. I saw him when I was traveling through Florida. My dad's my favorite family member by far. So I heard wow. that's good. So uh, they just don't a, get the comedy stick or is there something else going on there? I uh, just kind of have money. I want to see somewhere new that I've never seen. But I, like, like next time I get a lot of money, I'm going to be in debt soon, but next time I get a lot of money, why not see Hawaii? Like that's my next thought. I, and then I go on like little mini tours sometimes and I, I, I don't want to, I will go there eventually. I just, uh, don't have a need and my family doesn't visit me so i don't feel like going there right on um, i get that last time i went it was fun like my i, I went and i visited my dad he's great it was fun uh my friends were there he i was reading a clockwork orange so like i said 2005 or 2006 or something my my dad saw me reading that book and he said jingles how long is that book i said uh it's like 100 pages they go, that would take forever for me to read. And I thought that was a funny thing because nice. pages isn't a lot. Well, all right, I, let's I, shift gears here because I've been digging into the mirrored world of Trent and Willie, and I found something of you. It was like this six-hour audio on WFMU where you did wow, the six-hour. really investigated my life. I, Dude, I, does. It's pretty I have sad. a pathological need to know what makes people tick, and I feel like as a host – that I need to like really dig in and not ask the same stupid questions people get asked. I understand. That's respectable. And then uh, you, uh, you asked this question, but also I want to know if you saw my Dead Cat movie and or uh, my dad interview. No, I didn't see either of those. You have so much content out there. I would have to like do a month of research to catch up on your life. That's fucking crazy. Anyway, yeah. So. Uh, ask these questions. I'm sending you my dad, and then followed up as uh, a movie I made starring a dead cat I found on the ground. Yes, yeah, send it to me, and I'll stick it up oh, on nice. our tin can page for sure. But what I wanted to ask you is, I was reading a little bit of what was going on for the precursor of that interview. I guess it was an interview. It was more of a comedy set you did in front of nobody, and this guy recorded it and turned it into a podcast. But it said that yeah. you were going for the world's record 40 hours straight of doing comedy, like a comedy set. Did you ever give that a try, or did you max out at that six hours? Uh, well, my phone actually died. Um, but I did have an idea that I would like to do that live, because I – Technically, it is a subjective medium, so you could do it no matter what. You can just be saying the word shoe for 74 hours. But um, I, if I wanted to actually attempt to do it for a record, you would need to fly people out from the Guinness Book of World Records and uh, pay them and make it a big thing. So I, I never did it. But um, that six hours, I think, was interesting, even though it died. I mean, it's not the funniest or best thing, but... 
I do end up like getting in a fight with my girlfriend and crying at the end while being drunk. So at least there's some honesty. And I didn't see, get to I the end. Being shed. I'm gonna have to go yeah, back like, and listen to the end. I only listened to maybe 45 minutes to an hour of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's weird. It's whatever. I don't know, but you you do eventually hear human beings shedding. So I do sense. like that aspect, if nothing else. Well, and Fern, D, could you guys imagine? We did a 12-hour yeah. launch podcast for yeah, Tin Pan Media when we launched this. Could you guys imagine 40 hours? I would hurt someone. I would just, I, I'm the producer, so I'm the one sitting at the helm, and I would definitely have to hurt someone after that. <laughs> Dude, hurt a child. That's the easiest people to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, some tips I don't think I fun. could talk for 40 hours. Dude, I don't think I could talk for 40 hours. I like to talk. Don't get me wrong. I really like to talk. And I know you like to talk. But 40 hours? I think me and no. Dwayne could mix it up for 40 hours. Could you painfully hurt children for 40 hours, though? Nah. Actually, I have four, and I do it all day long, every day. So, yeah, they love okay. being duct taped to the wall. So it's, it's good times around here. We play, uh, you know, pin the tail on the baby. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this then. I was on the fence on whether or not to do this or not. I wanted to see how whacked out this was going to get, but I think we're chugging along um, pretty much where people can follow it. Trenton, I'm going to ask you 10 questions. Rapid fire, right? Just give me your first response. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. If you were a POW, would you rather be waterboarded when you first wake up or just before bed? Uh, I guess I would join Islam and like audible me all the time. All right, fair enough. Which seems less <laughs> likely to you: Donald Trump playing Monopoly with three leopards, or Hillary Clinton working at a toll booth where she never has change for a dollar? Who? Uh, let's say the Hillary Clinton one, because no, no, Do- Donald Trump would, would play Monopoly with three leopards. Donald Trump. Okay, so we're going with Clinton is least likely. All right. Which would you enjoy more, watching the movie Memento on Rewind or watching the movie Speed on Fast Forward? Speed, Fast Forward. All right. That was an easy one. Let me give you some hardballs here. If you had to go back in time and kill yourself to save the world, what day would you travel back to and why? When I was born because then I wouldn't have to suffer my whole existence. Okay. That's a little depressing. Let's keep going. (laughs) Midgets, IRS the agents, the speed section opens. I take that doctor's knife and put it into me. Okay, disturbing. Fern, is this going where we <laughs> hoped? Oh, I'm loving this. Actually, I'm I'm kind of agreeing on most of this too. I'm keeping score in my head. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep my eye on you next time we drink. All right, Trent. <laughs> midgets, yeah. IRS agents, or both? Both uh, midget IRS agents. Nice. Okay, which one? Both or or one or either? All of the above. No, a midget that isn't a, a IRS agent. Well yeah. played, my friend. Well played. All right, which would melt faster, a giant ice cube dropped in a boiling vat of molten lava or a wrapper ice cube dropped into a cauldron of molten hot steel? Bro, number two, the latter. All right. When you're out of clean underwear, do you and you have no money to do your laundry till payday, do you uh, turn your draws inside out, go commando, or stab a hobo and take his? I actually, this is, I'm going to answer this honestly. I don't wear underwear, so commando. All right. Where is the last My place? You- is camel towing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing. We are getting up close and personal. I bet you've never been asked that in an interview, huh? Not yet. 
right. I'm glad I'm breaking <laughs> down barriers here. Where is the last place you look for your car keys? I don't have a car, but let's say bike keys, I guess, because we have to go with some type of key, right? Right. Where's the last place you look for your bike keys? The last place I look is probably uh, inside of uh, Foster Kid's uh, throat. I would have gone with anus, but I'll accept throat. What are you more yeah. afraid of, killer clowns or clown killers? Clown killers. All right, and clown finally. Lives matter. I'm sorry? Clown lives matter. That's right. Clown lives do matter. And I think we should take a moment to kind of um, solidify this and think about it. Moment of silence. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. All right, final question. <laughs> Is life a joke, a riddle, or a dream? Oh. Did you say all sure. or oh? All of it. I love it. Oh, it's a joke, a riddle, and a dream. Agreed. With all these people out there killing these clowns, what are you going to do except your think that it's all? All righty, fair enough. <laughs> Trenton, where can everybody find the many worlds of Trenton Willie? Where can we find you online, and what do you got coming up? Well, I have a Facebook. I have a Twitter that I barely use. Uh, I have stuff on YouTube and Vimeo. Um I don't know. People can. I have a. I have an album out actually uh, on a record label called Lollipop Records. You can get that. It's called Octoroon, which is like the funniest fucking word in the world. I don't know if you know the definition, but it's pretty ridiculous. Lay it on us. What's the definition? Uh, it's a racial slur for people that are one eighth black, which is very specific. Oh, <laughs> How do you I even guess. measure such a thing? Go to ancestry dot com and crunch the numbers. You just know, like, your granddaddy's granddad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it was, it's not like people don't use it anymore. It was an old-timey term back when people were uh, crazier. Very, uh, inved- very invested in a racism if you're going to take it to one-eighth. Yeah, there's also a slur for white people that have uh, vague Asian descendants, but I forget that word. That one's also kind of the same thing. Uh but yeah, I don't know. Just everyone Facebook me, look me up, do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, how's this cuttlefish uh, thing in general? How 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 long are your episodes? How much do you do it? Ah, we Is do it, it every Sunday, twenty to thirty minutes. So we've actually reached the thirty minute mark, and you are episode forty. And actually, if if you care, if you give a damn about the history of it, we had a political show called The Ignorance Equation for years, almost four years. And we would get so hyped up on it. I did this show as kind of a show to decompress from all the politics. And so we could all, me, Fern, Dwayne, um, D, we could all end like on kind of a positive upswing. And nobody was walking away from the Sunday show pissed off. So this was kind of like the cherry on top of our political Sunday. Ah, that Sunday. Was Met, that was a yeah. meta joke. So, South Park's been dealing with uh, political stuff recently with the election and they're pretty good right yeah, now it's been the last couple seasons have been brilliant yep. all righty fern d do you want to say anything else before we go out the door i just want to say thank you and you're awesome and i'll definitely be checking out more of your stuff so it was great to talk to you and um uh next time i'm up in maine i'll i'll wave for you i guess there you go you can wait for me you can uh find my family you can do whatever you want uh i'll just wave at the anyway. trees and tell them you say hi that makes sense. Oh, Trent is a friend of the trees. Tree. Yes. <laughs> All right, Trenton, thank you so much for calling in today. Um, we will be back next week on Kettle of Fish with Ray Gotts. 
I think I'm pronouncing that correct. Comedian Ray Gotts. Right on. Bye. Everybody have a great Bye. week. Trenton, thanks. Hit it, D. All right. Hold you guys. We talk a lot in graphic cars and restaurants and shitty bars. 